to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Chris and Sam podcast. Hey, Chris here too. And um, yeah, Sam has just got back from his holiday. So that should be good because we all know what Sam's like on his holidays. What? How many museums did you visit on your holidays, Sam? Te Papa, the National War one, Wellington Museum, Reserve Bank, four, oh, and the cable car on five. <laughs> I knew there was a few. Yep. Yeah, so that's one a day while you're away. Was that right? You're away five days? Yeah, 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 Monday yeah. Monday to Friday in Wellington. Yes, good old Wellington, my old stomping ground, my own old home my <laughs> old hometown. Good grief. That doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't. Uh, when's the last time you were there? You were there for the sevens, was that last uh, time? Yeah. Sevens must have been last time. You know, when I went for the sevens, yes. I uh, landed in plane and then I just walked into town. Yeah. From from the airport, Man, like you can do that in Wellington. So you I w- can do that. Yeah, it's it's not probably the best, but yeah, I walked from town into uh, from the airport to Willow Street and where I was staying, and then I went nah. The next, uh, you know, after the seventh, I went nah. So I walked back <laughs> to the airport. Again. Yeah, I mean it's doable. Save, save as long as the weather's there. fine. Oh, the weather was great. You had good weather. Yes, it was just windy as yesterday, but that's okay. That's one day out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that's, was good. That's really good. Yeah. Um. You know, they do say you can't beat Wellington on a good day, and it is. It's amazing down the run, waterfront and stuff. It is. It's really cool. Yeah. So, anyway, so there's um, your trip to Wellington. What's uh, any anything you want to, uh, anything that really took took your fancy there? So, yeah, the DreamWorks Tipapa exhibit, that was really cool. Um, yeah, I'm so jealous. DreamWorks had all their gear there and stuff set up, and they had amazing displays, and uh, you, could have your, you could have a go at animating something. Oh, really? Yeah, they had the big uh, Wacom tablets uh, all oh, yeah. set up, and it was basically for kids. And you're only allowed 10 minutes, though. Yeah, um, well. So after 10 minutes, you know, most kids have done 12 frames. Yeah. And then you could email it to yourself. Uh, oh, that's so you pretty could, cool. You know, so for a split second, you could see something wobble across the screen. Oh, uh, cool. So cool. it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. Do you want to explain, if you can, the um, animated desktop thing? Yeah, they had this big table... And it Just was all a lot of crap on yeah, it. it was all roped off, and it had drawings, and it had a tablet, and it had two phones, and it had post-it notes, and it had a script, and it had all yeah, sorts it of stuff. Yeah, bits and pieces like pens and paper. Uh, yeah, what, and what you'd expect from an animation studio. Yeah, and then after a while, everything that had text or drawing started moving. So the storyboard was getting drawn on a sheet of paper, and it was moving along. The script was getting highlighted as uh, they were moving stuff. The screens were showing things on the tablet and phone. And it was all happening. And it was all being beamed from above from a projector. And it was beaming it all onto white spaces. So the the tablet actually had a white piece of cardboard stuck to the front of it. And the phone did too. And obviously the bits of paper were just white. And everything was being beamed down onto it it sounds fantastic i've seen a photo of it and maybe we can add that photo to the yeah yeah and yeah. there was another one with a desk and a window with a little bit of animation going on how, how um, much did it cost to go and see that particular exhibition? Uh, it was 15 dollars. so that's good that's good you know, it was that, it was there was a lot of stuff to see just in that one exhibit yeah especially if you're right into it the problem is though 
school holidays, fighting with kid. You know, kids are all in the Where's way. School holidays, man. Yeah, they go back on February. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the exhibition is there till March, something or other. So that was very cool. And then they had the Gallipoli exhibition. At oh, that, yep. that was at Tipapa, and that's with the Peter Jackson. And that's the one with the giant. Where the workshop made giant people will post some photos because you just can't comprehend from the photo. That's why I had to stand next to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because after a while, I was like, if I just show photos of this, people won't understand how yeah. big these things are. And yeah, the, yeah. So Sam's just literally just shown me the photos while I had lunch just before. Yeah. Because so, you got back last night. Yes. Yeah. And the detail. Oh, my God. It's, I don't, you know, if I took a photo of a real human being, I don't think they'd have as much detail as these things would. <laughs> uh, every hair, every fiber, sweat, everything. Like, the eyes, just so, so crazy. And you know they're going to be big, and you know that they're going to be really cool looking, but you just walk in, and the very first one, you're just like, whoa. Like, everyone's just like, whoa. Oh, wow. Because the light, because they're in a dark room. Do you know how long that's there for, that exhibition? No. I'm going to say it's there for a while. Yeah, I definitely want to get down there and see. Um, I do want to see it before I... You should. You definitely should. I should go down to Wellington. Um, I did have some some family news from Wellington. Uh, I don't think anybody from my family listens to this, so I can sort of say that... uh, yeah, everything's not rosy in the old Han- Hanlon uh, uh, domain, which is why I don't talk to them pretty much. So um, anyway, that Gallipoli, the scale of our war. That, sorry, just to jump in, it's there for the next three years. Oh right, two so more years. Two more years. That that works out well for you. Yeah, yeah. So I might have to do another undercover trip to Wellington just not tell my family I'm down there. That's interesting because I didn't tell <laughs> I didn't tell anyone uh, I was going. Yeah. And uh, I walked past three people off Twitter. Like, they just walked straight past me. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you know a lot of people I'm, from I guess from because I'm, they don't know I'm there and I'm completely out of place and I look a bit different. Yeah. Just doesn't recognize. Yeah, I, I think the only people I'd, I'd catch up with if I went down there would be um, Amber and Ben, probably. Yeah, because um, after a while it can get a bit overwhelming. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd just go back to that same pub that we, I met up with them last time and have a beer. That was awesome. I forgot where it is now. but um, wasn't the Green... I've been to a pub not, down not, there. Not the Green Parrot, no. No, um, no. I went to another one, which is like the Green Man or the Big Man or something. That was really cool. Yeah, it was It was all sorts of models and everything. I think it had a Millennium Falcon hanging in there oh, wow. and stuff. It was, re- it was really cool. I mean, if, if, you, if you're going to meet Ben and Amber at a pub, it's going to be that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and craft beer, of course. So, yeah, no, it was good. Oh, yes, the big can't, craft can't beer scene. I can't remember the name of it but anyway I've got, um, I've got one more thing yes I better carry on because we are talking about my Wellington trip <laughs> um, yes we are yes we are not, not uh, no stories from the airplanes really everyone was boring yeah really yeah because you always eavesdrop on airplanes to come back no and you were in a smaller airplane so maybe you yeah. had less uh, eavesdrop room oh it's not eavesdrop normally they just talk to you or they're right next to you uh, but so I ended up going to the National War Memorial and they've got a um, the Great War exhibition on at the back, which Chris informed me used to be the museum. Yes, because my grandma used to work there, and I used to help close up the museum at night and stuff like that. It was awesome. So that's really cool. And you go in, and they say, welcome to the War Memorial um, exhibition thing. And they said, look, uh, we do guided tours. They're $15 each. They're going to take 45 minutes. They're the best way to get the best experience from the whole thing or you can just make a donation 
and it was like, not sure how long this is going to take, how much time we've got, and save some cash. So we just said, we'll just we'll make a donation. So that was okay. So we walk in. The initial setup is a, a little street scene, and you're walking down and all that. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of tight corners, and you're going from room to room, from exhibit to exhibit. Of course, it's a museum. And we start off, and we get stuck behind a group that's going on a guided tour. There's about 10 of them, and the tour guide obviously is quite loud, so we can hear what he's saying. So, <laughs> you know, score for us. And we didn't know this, but obviously we're getting a benefit here because we can hear the guy. And then there's a woman. I don't know what her problem is, but there's a woman, and she's with her mum, and I think her mum was in a wheelchair. And we are the only people behind this tour group at this moment. So this lady's like, you can go in front of us. You can go in front of us. And A, there's physically no room to actually get through these people around a corridor into the next section. And B, if we do that, we're going to miss out on seeing some part of the exhibit. Yeah, because we've got to skip ahead. Yeah. We've got to skip ahead. So we said, no, we're okay. We're fine. So that was it. She did not like anyone else being behind them and getting the experience of a tour, but not paying for the tour. So this woman was just glaring at us almost the whole time. <laughs> As we're going around the tour. I would have been laughing at that. I would have been giving her a big cheesy smile every time she came. We were. Us. We thought this was the funniest thing in the world. So as we're <laughs> awesome. as Way we're go. going around, she likes chirping up every, I don't know, ten minutes or so. Hey, hey, you guys can go in front of us. But as we're going along, there's more and more backlog behind us. So there's like ten of us now that haven't paid for the tour, ten of them that have paid for the tour, and we can't get ahead. And then we get to the point where they had the camouflage tanks and that. Yeah. And this woman's like, guys, guys. And she's talking to another bunch of people. You guys can go in front of us. And this other woman just turns around and says, can you stop saying that? We're not going ahead of you because we don't want to miss any of the exhibits. So just be quiet. <laughs> and we we're just like, yes. Yeah. Um, shut up, you stupid support. woman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. That was the only sort of interesting thing really that happened. It was a great trip, though. Oh, no, it sounds like sounds like it had fun. Looks like you've been busy adding things onto what we use, uh, Trello. Which on is our the, Trello thing, yep. yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I've got a couple of things. Um, one of them, the Kimi Shirataki train station in uh, Japan. I thought this was a fascinating little... Um, little story news story yes hit me with it so japan keeps this train station running so apparently all the back rural type train stations in japan and they they use like old trains you know so they got the fast bullet trains and stuff but this is the old rural network yes um they've been closing down over time because a lot of people are moving out from the country into the cities and all the rest okay that makes sense so um but there's um there's this one stop and they've left it in there for years there's been just one passenger who regularly waits at the Kyo Shirataki train station on the island of Hokkaido, Japan. It's a school high school girl on her way to class. Um the trains stop there only a few times a day, once to pick up the girl for school and a few times after the school day is over. Oh well. Wow. And so basically they were looking at um closing that line and it was like, Oh hang on, there's a skill that keeps going. So they said, oh, how, how, how many years she got left in high school? And they went three. And she said, they said, oh, we'll keep it going for three years. 
It's crazy, eh? That's amazing. But it's just how they, so cool. Like, but it's how know? they think about things. Yeah, I know. And they go, no, that, that's what we're here for. We're here to serve. Yeah. And as long as this person needs service, we're not going to cut them off because there's no other way she could get to school, basically. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, no, we'll just keep no, it. No, they're very cool how they think about things. So, yeah, I thought that was a really cool little story. So I thought I'd mention that. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, I love this story too. Um, finding yourself. <laughs> Now this was was so you Canada, so, okay, okay. So finding yourself Iceland, to a whole new Iceland, level. Iceland. Oh yeah, that was my headline. That's yes. what I would have called it. A group of tourists spent hours Saturday night looking for a missing woman near Iceland's Elja Canyon, only to find her amongst the search party. So, <laughs> so the group was travelling through Iceland on a bus tour and stopped near the volcanic canyon. Blah 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 blah. And uh, one of the girl, women on the bus left to change her clothes and freshen up. When she came back, the other people on the bus didn't recognize her. Soon there was word of a missing passenger. The woman didn't recognize the description of herself and joined in the search. About 50 How? people searched the train by vehicles and on foot. The Coast Guard was even readying a heli- helicopter to help. But the search was called off about 3 a.m. <laughs> When oh. it became clear that the missing woman wasn't, in fact, accounting accounted for and searching for herself. <laughs> there, there's so many questions. <laughs> that is awesome. Like, you couldn't write that crap. Like, you just don't make that up. Why? <laughs> why don't... Wait, didn't they count the heads? Did they not do a count, head you've count got, before they started? You've got this head count thing, which they should have done. Like, first thing. Did like, they never, ever mention her name? I like, did they? who are we searching for? Oh, this chick that looks like this, but we're not going to say her name. Yeah. What, what, what does she look like for? Look, what does she look like? She's got a blue sweatshirt and jeans on. Oh. You know, she's how, changed her I don't know, but... Like, how different does her appearance change? Like, did she go into the thing... She removed clothes and freshened up, so who knows? I'm imagining taking her glasses she off, maybe, putting contacts in, shaving her head, having some sort of weird sex <laughs> no, change. But, but even just pulling her hair back might make a big difference. I don't know. I it, can't... Uh, boggles my mind. So how long... It said it took till well, 3 o'clock in the morning. The, the, the search was it, called off at 3 a.m. When did it but start? But doesn't say when it started. Okay, you'd, let's think, you'd think it'd be pretty late when it started, to be honest. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It could have been like lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would have thought it would be, you know, like five or six o'clock in the afternoon when they started. Yeah, okay, I, but that's totally guessing. Let's does, say. Let's even <laughs> say it conservatively eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose nighttime adds into a bit of the trying to find someone a bit harder outside. It's like seven hours. Yeah, fifty oh people looking. That's. That's, and, the, that's uh, a funny. I thought you'd like that. Story. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> stupid people are everywhere. <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, you'd feel so stupid yourself. Um, so, what have you have you seen anything of the the recent news about um, Netflix um, trying to cut down um, proxies, accessed by proxies? Yeah, in the US. yeah. It's a big uh, yeah. Ev- everyone here in New Zealand that is using a proxy have basically said they'll just cancel all their accounts. That's a given if that happens. Uh, other comments I've read online are saying Hulu's been trying to do that for years and there's no yeah, I read that too. There's no real easy way of doing it. And Netflix have mentioned it before and never done it. So yeah, yeah. if they can do so it So I think I think the part of the issue is it's a political s- scenario really for for Netflix. They've they've got to say 
oh no, we don't condone this because there's a lot of people going, oh, Netflix condone it. Yeah, they had. They sort know of, it happens. They like, had a, everybody. Has yeah, to they know had a grey area about it, and they yeah, were sort yeah. of like, yeah, we know it happens, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. By but, the way, he's a guy. Now they're saying, you know, no, 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 we don't condone it, but I don't think they can stop it. I no. don't think there's. Um, it's that easier thing to do. But there is Netflix in New Zealand. So just um, particularly for people yes. outside of New Zealand who don't know, for a long time we didn't have Netflix. No. We didn't have any access to any sort of streaming service. No. Um, and uh, so at that point was when a lot of people got proxies. You know, they're paying for the service in the States with US dollars through PayPal or however they want to pay it. Yep. Um, and they're using a proxy service so that the – it looks like they're U.S. Based. Know, citizens, yep. U.S. based, and so they can access the service. Then Netflix did come here. Yes. But it's regional um, uh, licensing. Yeah, so we can't so, get everything. So so that company can't get everything, and that, that's the issue. Like, So one of the things that Netflix in New Zealand can't get is um, The Walking Dead. And yeah. that's because uh, Lightbox or one of the others, Neon or one of them, has got it. Yeah, There's yeah. A few other local uh, operators that do the same sort of thing. So um, I get it. I get the fact that there's got to be competition and the fact that if they can have one, th- you know, you've got it and you haven't, it, it adds that competition thing. It sure does. But, um, like, it's a competitive advantage. But yeah, I, we we need to get to that point where it's just global freaking licensing, and that is what Netflix is working on. Yeah, that's what they're trying to get towards. Um, talking about TV and stuff, lots and lots of complaints about the Sky TV upgrade. Oh, I, what's happened with Sky TV? Uh, they rolled out a they rolled out a massive upgrade, and they're still rolling it out. So people with an old set top box get a brand new one. Oh yeah, and the people and with they, the is that all the my Sky style. Top, yeah, top, yeah, yeah. I, I had the old one. Yeah, so I got rid of it before you moved, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you. Haven't seen one here. But they, the, and people with the newer boxes, they can just roll out the upgrade online or however they do it. Yeah. So um, what, what's the problem with it? It's really confusing to use the programmer and the planner and the font's really little, so old people can't see it, and it's just it's really terrible user interface. Oh my god, because. You know, user, user, what is that, the word, um, user design? Yeah. There's a, a better word for it, but but basically user, user uh, design, that that's so important now. And for something like Sky, you'd think they've got the money, they can't afford to screw it up. Like, they're getting beaten in a, they, a competitive you, environment now. You right? want to read their spokesperson's replies. They're just like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're fixing it, and we can do it via software change, which is easy, just font and stuff. But they're just like, they don't, it, they never, ever say, oh, yeah, we're losing customers, hands over fist. No, we're not. They just seem to be in denial. And all the comments are like, if there's an actual legitimate way of getting sport easier and better, like Netflix or whatever... Sky will just go down overnight because oh, yeah. that's the only thing keeping almost everyone on it. Yeah, just so, especially so in New people, Zealand. Um, so, so non-New Zealanders listening to this, so you know, Sky is the only, uh, I was going to say cable, but it's not cable, um, satellite uh, broadcast yeah. people. Over, over the years, though, they have so many adverts now and it's crap. You can just imagine what it's like. But uh, a lot of Kiwis, most Kiwis are very, very sport-loving people. And and Sky own all the sports rights. Yep. All the rugby, all the golf, 
pretty much everything. Pretty much everything, unless they throw a little bone to one of the um, yeah, uh, one, one of the broadcast yeah companies. So yeah, so basically, um, if you want to, if you're interested in sport, you basically have to get Sky Sport, and that's the other thing that bugged me too. You get Sky, you pay a subscription for that. That gives you half a dozen channels. Then if you want movies, you've got to pay a subscription oh, yeah, they, for that. And then if you want Rialto, which is you know interesting movies, yeah. um, you've got to pay a subscription to that. And then you've got sports on top of that. And then Rugby Channel was a separate charge on top. And I'm like, really? You can all just go shaft to yep. Um, Because I had Sky Basic for years because I wasn't paying for it. It was um, supplied by my work. And so, um, yeah, so I had it for 10 years or something. But I didn't have, didn't pay any of the extras because I didn't pay anything for it. Actually, yeah, just I just remembered a story about Netflix. I'll bring it up so you can actually look at it. There's uh, secret codes within Netflix. Did you know that? No, no. So there's more than 20,000 codes that Netflix used to categorize TV shows. So these are like codes, like you want werewolf horror movies? That's the code. 75930. Yeah, and um, you can search, like, these are the 10 of their favorite secret Netflix categories on New Zealand Herald. Uh, the Stunts and General Mayhem, 3050. So you can somehow input these codes wow. and it'll show you what they've got. So you want suspenseful action and adventure starring Wesley Snipes, 3637. Wow. So it's, yeah, I know, it's like, like coming of age movies for ages 11 to 12. That's the code. 535. Critically acclaimed cerebral war movies. So um, it's interesting. I don't know how it all started and why. There's they, someone. They were a little bit bizarre, but they, there's some cool. OCD person somewhere within Netflix. Going, no, no, no. I tell you what, I think it is. I think it's a a categorization of the searches. So people have searched for certain things, and then they've labeled the search a number. Like it might be auto generated, and so people have got those searches. You know what uh, I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. You, you, you are correct. Yep, specific searches under key subject lines. Yeah. But I think, yeah, you may be right. But I still it, like thinking that there's some weirdo <laughs> in the basement somewhere. Oh, well, there's a weirdo that bloody worked it out and has started collecting them and working out what all they what they all are, which is crazy. Yeah. But there you go. Um, so, yeah. So, um, that was me on the television rant. Um, oh, I, I, this is probably a year old now, but I, I'd never heard of it before. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I did a, a bit of work for Oxfam, went for the trail walk uh, a couple of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100K walk and that. Yeah, because you're crazy. Yeah, and yeah. a big part of that was, you know, there are um, women in Africa who walk 100 kilometers a day to get water for their family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. And they're carrying a load of water. And we weren't carrying a lot of stuff when we did our 100Ks. Right. So, um, but I, I don't know, I want to say it's an Australian girl, but it could be, I, I, I might be wrong about the nationality. But this uh, quite young woman, she's uh, come up with this thing called the water wheel. Have you seen it? No. And it's just brilliant. It's just a, a barrel yeah. with an axle and a handle. Oh, okay. And it takes 50 gallons of water Yeah. and you roll it to and from the thing. Okay. And it's... So it oh, can, I see. Yeah, yeah. It can you. transport as much water as four people yep. normally. It's quicker. It's better for their health, obviously, because they get curvature and spine yeah, yeah. and head and all this stuff. Um, they're working out ways to do add benefits to it. So it can, because it's rolling, it can be charging, generating. Your, charging your cell phone up yeah. while you're doing it. Or generating and, uh, 
Yeah, and for internally, a it can be moving the water through filtration systems and stuff, yeah. so it cleans the water. It's freaking brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I've got a link to the um, the vi- video about it. Oh, on cool. The, it's a, like a TEDx talk. Yeah. Um, it's like a five-minute one, I think. Um, but it's on that link in there. So if you want to put that on we'll the show notes. We'll put that in notes. the show notes yeah, at christmasandpodcast.com. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it blows my mind that some of the simplest best, things. Yeah, hey, it's just so simple. You like, just you look at it and you go, "Why has nobody done that before?" Every time we talk about simple ideas, I have to go to two magnets and a piece of tape. <laughs> uh, that's like episode uh, seven, maybe. I was just going to have say a look because I yeah. uh, I rant out big time on that one. <laughs> um, but it's simple ideas. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. So it, it was. It was as soon as I, I saw it, I was like. That is such an obvious idea. Um, but they've obviously put a lot of work into it, and it's got like a thick rubber uh, edge on it, so you can go over boulders and rocks yeah, and, yeah. You know, and survive it, and, and there's all sorts of stuff there. But uh, fascinating little talk. Um, definitely worth checking there out. There was, in actually just talking about a simple idea, not so simple, but a simple concept. This guy, I'll have a link on the website and everything, he was in the Air New Zealand magazine. That's how I found out about it on the airplane. And he's won a top design award, and he got a fair bit of cash for it. And he's basically built a system to start the base of building tree houses without damaging the tree. So it's a big clamp system that goes around the tree. Oh, right. And then you can build from that and build an actual tree house. Cool. And, he, and it, it's designed very, very well. So That's not new, though, eh? Or is that a new one? I don't know. I, 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 don't I, know. I think I've seen something like that, but a while this is ago. A key, yeah, this is a key, it might be a new design or a new way of doing oh, it. It's a Kiwi it's design Kiwi one. one uh, yeah, I don't think the one I saw was Kiwi one, actually. But yeah, no, and, and it's funny because there's tree houses because there was a, um, I think it was Discovery Channel or something, there's a, um, a, a series, and it's this guy that all his business is is putting tree houses in. Yeah, that'd be cool. Places. And the 20 grand or something for these yeah, tree yeah. houses is like amazing. But they the works of art, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so um, that's pretty you, much. You had I've, cheap drone. Oh, a cheap drone. We can ignore that one. We can it's ignore a, that. It was a Kickstarter. Um, Is that the one from the other day? The biggest failed Kickstarter in Europe. No, no, no. This one is a. Uh, it was a paper airplane, basically, and you put the uh, motor on it, and you can control it. So oh, you, right. you fold your own. It's a real ke- cheap drone. I'll, I'll find the... We've got the links in there. We'll throw cool. it in the show notes and have a look. It was interesting, but yeah. Was it cheap? I think it's over now. Oh. I can't remember. I was. I really want to have a go with that now. <laughs> I, I looked and went, oh, I'll put that on my list and maybe we'll talk about it, but I meant to look through it properly and I haven't. So anyway, apart from that, uh, so yesterday I went on a an audition. You My first did. audition. This isn't for, actual. For normally, he does background talent work, and that just turn up, stand up, and stand in the back of the corner, and don't yeah. don't laugh. Yeah, they look at your photo and go, "Oh, yeah, we need one of those." <laughs> yeah, and we'll get you to walk across around the corner or do whatever you know. Now this do. this is an actual audition, but this is through the same people, eh? Well, um, so. My talent agency has put me to a place called Real Casting, R-E-E-L, Casting. Um, oh, And so it's a okay. casting agency that's so, they're casting. So they've a, said, we've got this guy. We've No, the casting agency have been hired by, I think this one's Ogilvy, Ogilvy and Mayfair. Okay. It's the advertising yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Um, the client, I probably shouldn't no, say don't, the No, we won't is. say who yeah, the yeah. client is. And so um, they said, right, we want somebody to come along. Uh, we need somebody in this thing to do this. And it's a major national campaign. 
Yeah. So uh, if I get it, I will be on everyone's TVs quite a bit. Um, and maybe I, on. I know it's really cool, and I think you could you can pull it off. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I drove up to Auckland. So I spent like forty bucks again petrol just to get to this audition. Spent ten minutes there, filled out a questionnaire, stood there, got a photo, uh, stood in front of the camera, got side views, profile, front. Said you don't mind. Don't worry, it's not your lens. It is my nose that's the shape. Trying to break the. Oh. Uh, and then uh, sat in a chair because I've got to pretend I'm like sitting in a bus and I've got a bit of an attitude thing going on so I'm, yeah. I'm doing the attitude I think I can I can pull that off because that's the sort of shit I would actually do um, so yeah so that'd be quite good and if uh, if I get paid for it if, if I get the job and get paid I sh- it should cover my expenses for a month yeah it's really cool which is quite good so uh, yeah I'll find out about that on Monday or Tuesday I think excellent so that was cool, that, but it was quite interesting. It was just just interesting to turn up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, interesting enough too. Should they said, "Oh, so uh, have you been in many campaigns or anything else?" You know, and I'm like, "Actually, I'm new to this whole thing, really." Yeah, yeah. And and that was a big plus because I was sort of sort of thought they go, "Oh," but they I think they like that. So yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, otherwise just been doing a little bit more writing and bits and pieces. So excellent. That's me. Oh, well, until next time. Yes. Uh, you can make sure you check up on us. We have got some more Facebook followers, I think. There's like 30 of them on there now. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, check us out at thechrisandsampodcast.com. Yes. Find us on Twitter. You'll find all sorts of tweets going out all at over Chris the time. And Pod. Um, there's the odd tweet where I tweet where I think I'm tweeting from me, but I'm t- tweeting from Chris and Sam podcast. Yeah, you'll notice that. But you'll see it, that because yeah. that's, that's me. Makes no sense. <laughs> and it's Chris promoting himself on our thing. But that's okay. Yeah, I, I do that a little. A uh, lot of self-promotion going on right now. Um, and we've also, as we mentioned before, on Facebook, just look at for the Chris and Sam podcast. So really appreciate you guys listening in again. And um if you want to hear anything, if you've got something, a story you think needs to be told, if you've got something you need to get out, a message you want to get out and sh- we can share with our audience, let us know. Get hold of us. Um, I am going to put one big um, plug in right now yes. for the Asia Pacific Podcast Conference. Um, I like to think that I had a little hand, a little hand in I, making this thing I, a- occur. I think you did. I think you planted the seed. Yes, Exactly. Um, and I will be uh, helping out with it as well. I'm um, not quite sure exactly what I'm doing. I might be running a couple of panels or I might be doing MC. I'm not quite sure yet, but I'll be there. That is in February. Uh, it's good that one of us is going because then we can find out how it all went <laughs> and we'll report back to you. Yeah, uh, it's in uh, February. Just look it up. Uh, Asia Pacific uh, Podcast Conference is uh, the .com, I think. Sounds and good. You'll find it, and we, we'll have links to it anyway. So that's cool, and I look forward to seeing anybody into podcasting there. Excellent. Until next time, I'm Sam. And I'm Chris. Bye. See ya. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.